This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Genesis chapter 12, and we're well, we're working our way through the life of Abraham, and we're in one of those sections, especially as far as studying through what Abraham is doing and what's happening in his life. We hit one of those sections where, uh, even though he is the man of faith, he is definitely he has definitely put himself in a bad position, and he's putting put himself in a bad position because he's uh, left the center of God's will. He did in his life trust God. He did hear God. He did act upon what God had to say for him, and and he carried it out. He put himself in a position where he could actually hear and know and know who God was, but the problem was is that he uh, he uh, got afraid. There was a famine in the land, and he put it, he, uh, he uh, fear seized him, and he believed that everybody else was uh, headed toward another area of the world. They were headed toward Egypt, now, Egypt's not that far away, but we know, especially nowadays, especially with climate and temperatures and things like that, that you can move just a few hundred miles, several hundred miles to the south or to the north or to the east and the west, put yourself in a position where there isn't a drought going on or a famine going on in that area just because of the, just because of the ways the oceans and the seas change moisture and atmosphere and, and just the natural course of seasons and uh, and things like that happening such that one seat one year you might have a, a lot of a rain and then the next year have relatively no rain and uh, we experience that all the time even in central alabama where we have all the rivers in the world we are we are plush with rivers that run through our state but we'll have a season and we're in one right now we're heading rained in about two or three weeks four weeks and if that lasts for a long time i remember about several years ago when a long time ago where where there was so little water that the water in the lake was down five ten feet in the middle of the summertime they they couldn't keep the water go up because of the lack of rain and uh, obviously now we know about that but I, I can't attribute that knowledge to abraham i do know what abraham was abraham was a man who heard god and who went to the center of god's will and who would worship god and and by the way he was new to it. he was new to doing this now he took a big step a huge step a huge step of faith but 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 he also was a human being and and when fear roared at him when the enemy attacked he became afraid and so he took his wife sarah and himself abram and sarah and they went down to egypt and the reason they went down to egypt is because they were afraid remember we talked about yesterday that egypt is a picture of the world and so it says, and it came to pass when he had, when he was close to entering Egypt, that he said to Sarah's wife, "Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance." 
That's a nice thing for a husband to say to a wife. He said, he says, I know that you're a beautiful woman. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you, see you, they will say, this is his wife and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say you are my sister, that it may be, that, that it may be well with me for your sake and that I may live because of you. Now, let me say this. Anytime that you begin to compromise with the world, anytime that you begin to put yourself in a place where you are compromised with the world, you're going to begin to make more and more compromises. You're going to begin to put yourself in a position where you have to compromise this and compromise that and this and you know that. And then for you're in the position Abraham's in, where he is not only is he afraid of the famine, he's afraid of the Egyptians. Notice it just builds on itself. Fear builds on itself and fear begins to control everything he does and it controls who he is. And, and so as he's there in the midst of struggling with his fear and doubt, he goes down to Egypt and then on his way to Egypt, he realizes, oh, I'm now I'm going to Egypt and uh, I know how these Egyptians are. I know how the world is. Notice he didn't say that about going into the land of Canaan. It must have been different with the Canaanites, but he had heard word that the Egyptians, the Egyptians would just kill him and take his wife, that Pharaoh would just take his wife as one of his concubines. And he's sitting there, what can I do? I know that if she's my sister, then, you know, Pharaoh will treat me well and I won't get killed. And notice how you just slowly descend into compromise. And before you know it, fear is the one is the thing that's guiding your life. Fear is the thing that's uh, controlling you. Fear is the thing that's setting the course in the direction of not only you, but everybody else, your family, your friends, the people that you the people that you love, the people that you care about. Fear is in control. Fear, fear does does its full work in your life. And uh, that's what's going on. That's what's going on here. He's living by fear. Now, I will say this to you, and I, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to explain it other than in your heart. There's a story of David when David went off and was fighting with the Philistines, and he came back, and the Midianites had come and raided his camp. And and I want to say I can't Gilgal, or I think that's the name of the camp. And they'd taken all of his men and his households captive. They'd taken their women and children. They'd taken all their goods and things, and they'd taken them captive. And the men started grumbling because David had led them off into battle, and he'd left, he'd left their families exposed, and the Midianites took advantage of it. And when that happened, he was obviously afraid. He was afraid that his own men were going to kill him, and he was afraid of of losing everything that he'd built, his whole family and his life. And the Bible says he put on the ephod, and the ephod is that is that vest with the stones that represent the 12 tribes of Israel in it. And it represents prayer. It represents, it represents coming in and worshiping God and having unity with God. And the Bible says he put on his put on the ephod and he went out and he prayed and he strengthened himself in the Lord. And what does that mean? What that means is is that he spent time with God and he realized that when fear gripped him, he needed to get the right, he needed to get the right perspective on what was going on so that he did not make decisions based off of fear, but that he made decisions based off of reality as God saw it. Now, remember, we make decisions based off of fear because we make suppositions about the world we live in that things are going to be 
in a way that we feel like is going to be very negative or detrimental to us. That's what happens when we're dealing with when we're dealing with fear. And what happens is we make our decisions and we make our we just deal with who we are based off of the based off of the situation at hand rather than actually seeing things the way God sees them, the way rather than actually seeing things the way he is at work and the way he's doing things. And in life that happens a lot. And what David did was he went and he said, I want God's perspective on this. Abraham didn't do that. Abraham didn't find strength in God. He made a decision to leave the center of God's will. And he went down to Egypt. And on his way to Egypt, he realized, oh, I may have put myself in even a worse situation. He'd starve to death or get killed by the Egyptians. And so what does he do? He comes up with a plan to deceive the Egyptians. And he asked his wife to act like she's a, to act like she's his wife. And so they do that. That's what happens. They go and he says, so it was when Abraham came into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman that he was very, that she was very beautiful. The princes and pharaohs also saw her and co commended her to Pharaoh. And the, women, the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. Notice all, all of a sudden the plan that he put in place is at total work. It's going on. That plan's that plan is working itself out right there in the middle of uh, what he's done. And what's happened, his wife is now in Pharaoh's house. He's, she's been taken in as a concubine. Notice now it doesn't say that he took her, doesn't say he had, he had any relations with her, but he definitely took her into his house and took her away from, from Abram. It says, and the princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. And he treated Abraham well for her sake. Notice his plan is working. He says he had sheep and oxen and male donkeys and male and female servants and female donkeys and camels. It says, but the Lord struck or plagued Pharaoh in his house and a great plague because of Sarah, Abram's wife. Why? Because, because God protects his people. You need to see this. God protects his people. God had a plan to protect Abraham in Pharaoh, in Pharaoh, in Pharaoh's Egypt, just as he had a plan to protect Abraham as he was going into the land of Canaan. God's plan was to protect him. If God sent you on, if God is sending you on a mission in life, if God's told you what he wants to do, what he wants you to do uh, in the middle of, of following him, and he's revealed his plan for you, and you're walking in that plan, you can expect that God's going to take care of you. And by the way, if he doesn't, if he, it, if it's not that he doesn't take care of you, if it doesn't work out so that you things happen the way you think they ought to happen, trust me, they're happening the way God wants them to happen. And it's like the Apostle Paul says, to live as Christ, to die is gain. If I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do and he calls me home, I have, I'm in the best position. Don't we want to be right in the middle of sin and the center of God's will doing exactly what he wants us to do if we were to pass away in the next day or two? Don't we want to be in the middle of God's will when we die? Sure we do. Sure we do. We don't want to be outside of God's will when we pass. And the whole idea of chasing after God and then living in fear of me losing this or me not having that or me losing my life, it doesn't, they're not congruous. They don't work together. They don't go together. You got, you have to understand that they're, they're not similar to each other. If I'm going to do God's will, then whatever the results of that will is, in God's plan, I have to do that. And I have to trust God in that plan. And if the results are such that I didn't expect, or maybe I didn't necessarily myself want, it's not about my wants. And it's not about my expectations. It's about his expectations. God was going to bless Pharaoh in Egypt. God, God was going to bless Abram in Egypt. 
God was going to take care of him no matter what Pharaoh wanted to do. And this is also a picture of <clears throat> Israel when they go into Egypt. This is a foreshadowing of that. God's telling them, look, when you go into Egypt, I'm going to take care of you. When you go into when you go into this area into the world, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be protecting you. I'm going to be blessing you. I'm going to be handling things for you. And by the way, you're going to prosper and you're going to gain from it, even if in the midst of it things aren't don't seem that they're all that great or all that wonderful. And let me tell you, there have been a lot of times in life where I've been in situations and doing things and a part of things and about things that I didn't really consider that all that great. I didn't really enjoy where I was at. I didn't really want to be experiencing what I was experiencing. I didn't like Fort Bragg, North Carolina a whole lot. It wasn't like that was a great experience for me. Basic training wasn't all that fun. I didn't do, I didn't, I didn't enjoy that time I had there. I didn't love, I didn't love New Jersey, Princeton. I didn't enjoy the, those first several weeks of law school. They were not very good. They were very stressful, highly stressful. And I can go on and on. And there's other places that I've been in situations that I've been in moments that I've been in those situations where I was sitting there thinking, why am I here? I didn't want to be here. But that, that here was in the middle of God's will. And so that was the best place for me to be. And my enjoyment of that situation was not the issue. The issue was whether or not I was in God's will and whether or not God was blessing or walking with me through that situation because he's going to bring about his blessings. And he didn't, he was going to do that with Abram anyway. The issue is that, that, that Abraham or Abram was not, he didn't trust God for everything. And that's not easy. I'm not saying that is. In fact, it's hard. It's very hard to trust God. Our sin natures and our own will and desire get in the way a lot. But trusting God is really the only place to be. It's the only place of peace and hope. And, and so Pharaoh called Abram and said, what is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? What he's saying is he figured out all this plague and calamity. All, God struck Pharaoh's house. That's what it says. That word, first word for plague there is the word to strike. It says, but the Lord struck Pharaoh in his house. Notice God's taking care of God's taking care of Abraham, and he plagued, and a great plague because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. And Pharaoh called and said, "Why are you done this to me? What did? Why didn't you not? Why did you not tell me that she was your? Why did you say she's my sister? I might have taken her as my wife." Now, notice he did not have any relations with her. He says, "Now, for, now, therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go away." Notice the world's going to reject you no matter what. The world's going to eject you no matter what. They're going to get rid of you. You're not their friend. And trying to set yourself up as one of them or in some way ally yourself with them is not going to work. He says, take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his command concerning him, and they sent him away, and him and his wife and all that they had. Notice that notice that this is this story is a difficult story. Sure, Abraham was blessed, but if you're one of God's children, God's going to take care of you and going to bless you. Okay? So many times we as believers, that's what we're seeking after. We're seeking after to be blessed by God. That's not what God defines as the focus for a believer's life. The believer's life is not to be focused by what God's hands going to provide to us. Focus of a believer's life is our search after God's will and God's heart. And, and by the way, God's already planned to bless you. God's already planned to give you. God's already planned to take care of you. What primarily you need in life is you need for God to, you need for God, you need for God to show you his heart and his will so that you can be his character and his nature and his, and who he is on a daily basis. And that doesn't involve you preserving yourself. 
And that doesn't involve you working out plots and schemes to take care of yourself because fear has seized you. That just ends up causing you more and more difficulty and more and more problems. And let me say to you this morning, don't let fear rule you. Don't seek after the blessings of God. Seek after the heart of God. And God's blessings are going to come for you because you're one of his children. He's not going to give you poor gifts. He loves you. He's going to take care of, seek after who he is and his blessing. And all the other things are going to come after that. They're going to be in the natural part of the relationship that you have with him. That's the way life is. It really is with God. And I say that as we go this week, you do that. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.